Yo, 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 yo. Marco, what's up with it, boy? Nothing, chilling, hanging yeah. out, you know, enjoying this beautiful weather in upstate New York today. Oh, I heard that. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. It's always good when it's positive, you know what I'm saying? Yes, it's always good, except for these niggas that were cutting the grass at 7 a.m., so. Hey, 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 niggas. Hey, calm your motherfucking um, nerves, huh? You know I am what? a long-term landscaping guy. I own yard empty, and you will not disrespect my crap. No, no, no. So I'm not, I'm not disrespecting you, but y'all niggas got to come up with, like, a new schedule. Like, entrepreneurs that live that need to sleep a little bit longer than the most Oh, man. You ain't got no damn job. I don't want to. <laughs> come on, Tommy. Why is you being like this? Brody. I like my sleep. I like my sleep. I, like, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. I'm not I, even saying don't cut the grass. I'm just saying like 8 30, 9 o'clock, maybe 7 o'clock in the goddamn morning. <laughs> but I understand I, I, like you got to get it before the sun rises, before noon, and all that other shit. So. Nah, honestly, man, when you got people out there cutting that early in the morning, those are the people that cut for quantity and not for quality. Those are people that's trying to get 15 houses in one day, so they're just running through as fast as they can, fucking up people's yards. You know oh, I'm yeah, saying? this was a, um, this was definitely a company. They come, like, every two weeks for the apartment complex and shit, so. Yeah, so them just people that just, they know that's probably a $1,000 job, and they just want to get in and get out fast and hurry up and get that paper and go so they can go do something else. That's all that shit is, you know. But me, personally, I don't get up until 7 o'clock, so. I'm not out doing my first cut until after eight anyway, because I got to have my coffee and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I don't like it no more, to be absolutely honest with you. I mean, if, if we be in 100, I don't like it no more. But um, sometimes, you know, when you do shit for so long, it becomes so routine that you just find yourself doing it even when you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, that's all that is. But hey, look here, man. Let me get started, man. Hey, you you mess around, threw off my intro and everything, dude. What's wrong? With you? <laughs> you, you you already know the vibe. I come with the shit. So hey, you hear, <laughs> you hear me? Hey, but look, man. This your big homie Bobby Dollars, man. And um, I want to introduce everybody that's actually listening to the Bobby Dollars Show. Um, this show today will be sponsored by Tailored Money Clothing Company, as well as Big Homie's Garden. All of those items belong to me because I spend my money on me. So I'm sponsoring my own shit, fool. Maybe even sponsor you one day. But I got my special guest, Mr. Hear Me Out. You hear yeah, me? Mr. Mr. Hear Me Out himself, Marco the Prince on all okay. streaming platforms, you know? Say that shit. Say that shit. You hear me? <laughs> on like all it. streaming fucking platforms. So push an episode and hear me out and hear me talk my shit. Yeah, yeah, and one day I'm gonna appear on there too, man. I just, I just gotta catch out or catch you when you're available. I know our, our times kind of. Won't it's not even the times like this week. It's my birthday week, so I haven't been motivated to do like any work. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that I'm planning like an epic party or anything. It's just yeah, the energy's not don't. there. I just want to take like a little break and re like enjoy like the last couple of days of being 31. You know? Yeah, that's what's up, man. Because like my birthday August the sixth, and. um I'll be 43 this year, and as bad as I hate to say it, shit, my birthday gonna be spent sitting here at the crib, playing the video game, smoking, and not being bothered. I already told my family, y'all ain't gotta get me shit if you don't want to, just don't fuck with me. Leave right. me alone, let, let me relax, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just let dad chill for a little while, you know? Exactly. That's all, that's all I've been asking for. 
But today, man, uh, I'm glad I caught up with you, homie. I really am because we've been trying to work for about a week now, but we've been hitting and missing. So um, I'm actually glad that today happened because <laughs> this gives me an opportunity to speak about Nick Cannon. Oh, um, bro, you, you must know, have been reading my mind. I have my notes up and everything. Man, that's what's up, man. So we're going to jump into Nick Cannon, but also... Um, Tam, not Tam the Savage. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say the wrong damn name. I'm tripping. Uh, let me let me jump in so I can let you know what else I got on my mind here. Uh, damn, where'd it go? I think, wait a minute. I just lost it. Hold on. Let me let me find it. <laughs> it might have been Tam the Savage. I got, them, I got them mixed up. Yeah, it was Tam Savage. I'll be getting her mixed up with Tam the Don. But uh, Tam Savage, man, me and her was talking a little bit this morning, too, about DJ Vlad. Um... I personally think that nigga's a hip-hop cop. You know what I'm saying? I think he'd be on some other shit, but um, we'll talk about that. You know, maybe she'll, maybe she'll even chime in and, and speak. I don't know. I haven't talked back to her, but we'll talk on that. But right mm-hmm. now, man, let's discuss Nick Cannon, bro. You know, let me, let me first, before you even get into your notes and everything, let me first say Nick Cannon is a fucking living legend. He is. I don't care who don't like him. I don't care who think he weak, who think he lame. I don't care who out here talking about, oh, man, that nigga so soft, this, that, another. He don't even get down a while and out. You know, fuck all of that shit, man. This he ain't got to. He's the executive producer. He hires the exactly. people to make his show what it is. He's like 15 or 16 seasons in. Something like man. something like really crazy out there. For a black yeah. man, that's dope as hell. Man, that shit is beautiful. And and you said two words that were the most important out of everything that came out your mouth a few minutes ago. Executive producer. Mm-hmm. That man, he owns incredible entertainment. So, you know what I'm saying? He's straight, man. That nigga ain't hurting for nothing. And Viacom thinks they hurting him by taking him off MTV shit. He probably was ready to get out of that motherfucking contract anyway so he could start doing his own thing. Let me, let me add a pinpoint. It was so crazy. So I, full disclosure, I did not watch the interview, but you know, the little clips from Twitter, but I will go do my research instead of me search. Um, Damn, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, Oh, no, he lost his job faster than the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Yeah, man, I read that too. Like, but see, here's the thing, you know, Marco, you gotta understand, man. Uh, Them cops that killed Breonna Taylor, they not causing the, uh, the government and the society and everything to lose money. You hear what I'm saying? Right. Like that that shit is like underneath the rug to them. That's that's minute minor bullshit. They don't care about that. They don't give a fuck about nobody dying, man. They want the world to die. They want to depopulate. Mm-hmm. That's why all this genocide is occurring right now. They happy for that shit. But to know that you got somebody that has been making you money for the last 20 years. I mean, hand over fist type money. With all these TV shows and being a host of America's Got Talent and all kinds of shit like that. All these movies that he done done that are classic movies that people laugh at right now. The millennials laugh at them, but people our age or my age enjoyed Love Don't Cost a Thing and, you know, Bruh, shit like that. You so, know Drumline is one of my favorite movies. You hear me? Hey, and that, like, was, that, that was it. That was the college movie before uh, Columbus Short did um, Stomp in the yard. yard. And I was like, mm-hmm. to be fair... Let's just call a spade a spade. Drumline is not the most like amazing movie out here, but wow. I experienced it when I was like a sophomore in high school, and that was the first time that I learned about HBCUs and like a black 
male on my screen going after all his dreams from high school and going to college and being on the drum line and all that shit. So right, I like right. the story behind it more than actually the whole fucking images and you know the acting and all that shit. Yeah. And I'm with that part too, Marco, because you know, I went to college. I played football in college and all of that shit, man. And I used to like to see the majorettes and, and the drummers and all that stuff. Cause my best friend, man, the co-owner of all my businesses, um, well, not all of them, but the co-owner of a lot of my businesses from the beginning, my best friend, my business partner, that nigga mm-hmm. was with the St. Louis Drum Corps for years. His mom, I mean, his dad, his brother, all them niggas play the drums. They cold with it too. He also, him and his brother also was the head and became the, the function and everything of my production team from, from the middle back when I owned it from the record. So mm-hmm. watching something like Drumline didn't do nothing but take us back to those days of fun and energy and and being on campus and seeing black people unite and have a good time without all the extracurricular bullshit because they're bored. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really enjoyed college and seeing how life was as a college student. So that was awesome for me. Um, that's why I fell in love with Drumline like I did because, you know, uh, so many people that go unrecognized for their talents end up with band scholarships. Mm-hmm. Hell, band, bands even got their own fucking fraternities and sororities. You know what I'm Let saying? Let me tell you, the band of the South, I've always mm-hmm. wanted, or that probably won't ever fucking exist anymore because of fucking COVID. Right. But. Right. I agree with that. But you know, at some point, man, all this shit gonna, gonna come to pass. I have my own thoughts and predictions and mindset on this whole COVID thing and the way shit is. Um, they not telling us something and I'm nah, a- Bro, you'll never know everything. And the stuff that they want you to know, they gonna tell you on the news and all that to scare you, but the shit you need to know, they put in movies and things like that because it's in plain sight and you won't pay attention to it. Right. You'll walk out the theater like, that's a cold ass movie. I can't believe this, that, and the other. And then 10 years later, you'd be like, damn, man, didn't we see a movie about this shit? And it's happening right now. Sure like, is. So like, for instance, man, and I'm sorry, I know I'm rambling on, but, you know, um, for instance, like I just told my wife the other day, I say, man, we was watching Walking Dead. And I told her, I say, episode three was six years ago. They in nine episodes right now. Not episode three, season three was six years ago, and they're on the ninth season right now. Mm-hmm. I told her, I say, you subtract 26 from 20, and you got 2014. I told her, I said, so that just oh my shows, God. Right, that shows right there. Okay, in 2014, they was telling us in one of those episodes that this pandemic was coming because all of those guys that were in that jail in The Walking Dead were coughing and dying from some kind of airborne virus. And people was walking around in there helping them with masks on and all kinds of shit. But they just threw that in there and didn't tell nobody about it. You got all these dead people walking around that you have to survive from killing and trying to stay alive. You out here searching and looking for food and shelter and, and vehicles and stuff to stay alive. And now all of a sudden this airborne virus shows up. And then all the while, nobody's tripping off the fact that for nine seasons, people are coming back to life. Like I told my wife, she's in the healthcare field. She's a, a healthcare professional. She's not just a regular, you know, healthcare worker. She's a healthcare professional. So mm-hmm. like I told her, what's going to wind up happening is they're going to fuck around and they're going to make mandates. They're going to make it mandatory that you're going to have to get a flu vaccine. 
Oh, and they're going to say that this flu vaccine is going to help with the COVID because it's going to build your immune system. And then they're going to mandate and make it mandatory to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Bruh, and these two vaccines kidding. are going to turn people. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I have had one flu shot of my whole life, like being an adult, making those decisions myself. The right. one time that I did get the flu shot, I was out for two weeks. Sick. Like, dead as a dog. I couldn't eat nothing, kept using the bathroom, kept throwing up. But I was like, I ain't eat nothing. Where's all this flu coming from? And then started coughing up blood. I was like, okay, I'm not taking no more flu shots. And every doctor I see, they'll be like, you sure you don't want it? I am guaranteed nope. I'm, I don't want it. And it's like, okay, I, we'll just, I know you said no last year, but we have to ask you every year. Yep, and the answer's gonna be no every single year. Don't give me no shit that I'm not requesting. Bro, let me tell you, I haven't taken the flu shot since I worked for St. Louis Children's Hospital in 2009. That was my last year on my five-year stretch that I worked for that company. Was you sick? No, I, I, I did used to get sick when I used to take that flu shot. Mm -hmm. But but because I have such a healthy and strong immune system from working out and moving around and never sitting still and allowing myself to, you know, just let the sickness settle in, I would always only be sick for two or three days and it would look like a stomach virus. You know what I'm saying? Where you right. it a couple of times and use it a few times and then you're good. And I never, after I took that, that last virus, that last vaccine in 2009, from 2010 all the way up until last year, I never, ever, ever got sick. I'm talking about, I would be outside in a tank top, it'd be freezing, I'd be going to check the mail, all kinds of shit. I never got sick. And then last year in December, when I started working at a, well, I won't say their company name, but when I started working at the warehouse, I got sick the first week of December when I was there. Because I started December 8th. That first week after I started, I got sick. Yeah. I was sick from December the 10th all the way up until January 30th. For over a month, I had flu symptoms. I couldn't walk. I was tired. I, uh, I couldn't focus. I, I was blurry. I was passing out. All kinds of shit, bro. And... I told my wife, I said, man, you know, I had COVID back then. Ain't that a bitch? Bro, we all had it. I was dead yeah. for 14 days. I wasn't dead, but I- I mean, I know what you're saying. I was at work one day, like, and I'm healthy, so I I don't take my um, vitamins, but I work out and I try to eat as healthy as I can and drink my water and all that shit. So basically the bare minimum, but it's better than nothing. But it's always better than nothing. I woke up, put a suit on, went to work and did all this shit by noon sandwich you know did what i normally do by the time i clocked back in by one i was like yeah i do not feel good i started throwing up they sent me home and i was like yeah i'm going to the doctor yeah, um, like, yeah you might just have the flu and i was out for 14 days only thing that i could drink was gatorade right. Literally. so yeah yeah that's true man and i swear i, I swear for god i was sick as hell man my wife thought I was going to die at one point, bro. But I was still... And what was so crazy, Marco, I was still getting up going to work. Oh, no. Like, I, like I was so. still getting up. And it was and it was like, she was saying, you need to call in. And I'm like, I can't because the job is mandatory right now. They got us on restriction. We're working five days a week, 12 hours a day. And, um, and that's why I couldn't get, like, better. That's why I couldn't lay still and just straight, you know, let the sickness pass and take medication and over-medicate and sleep. Bro. I'm going to tell you something that I tell um, all my employees when I used to manage. That company is going to be fucking all right with or without you. Yep. So you and need I, to I take care it. of yourself. If you're not feeling well, even if you just be like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this bullshit today. Call out. 
Like, yeah. they don't care. They don't even care about you. There has been many employers that I have woke up and went to, and it's like, yeah, so today we're going to do this. No, how? Oh, no, how was your morning? Like, yeah. nothing. That's so, big business. Real talk. <laughs> That's big business. You ain't never lying. Mm-mm. Yeah, these white people okay. Man, no, nah, and, and, and you know, really, to be absolutely honest with you, man, business and compassion don't mix. You, you can't mix those two. You can't feel for a person when you're trying to run a, a big multi-million dollar business simply because you know that at some point in time that all of y'all, even yourself as a CEO, is going to end up expendable. It's always going to be a bigger company that's watching what you're doing that's going to want some part of what you got. And most of the time, they sabotage everything and make you have to fall into their hands. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I enjoy being small and off the radar and sometimes don't even don't even like call and pay for business licenses for certain shit because I don't want to have to pay taxes on things that aren't services. You know what I'm saying? So it gets to a point to where you already know and I'm with you on that. Motherfuckers don't care. They ain't tripping off of you. You know what I'm saying? You expendable, bro. You get sick today, they'll replace you. Shit, you start making too much money, they'll fire you and hire two motherfuckers in at cheaper prices to do your job. Bro, so I, was I, doing, I, 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 was doing, I was doing two jobs for one pay rate. Right, and I didn't That's get the when That's I got right when I got promoted. There was no raise because they said it was a lateral move. I was like, "But how is it a lateral move when you guys are giving me more work to do?" Right, and then they didn't have an answer. And I was they like, "But you know what? I'm not in a position to quit on you guys right now. But when I am, just know that fuck all y'all." <laughs> right, you hear me make a cake with a middle finger. Look, I man, but let me tell you though. So let's get back to Nick Cannon. Let me tell you, oh, though, yeah, like, hey, <laughs> <I, laughs> no, I'm I'm sliding with you. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but uh, but real talk, like man, Nick man is a phenomenal dude. I ain't here to like toot this man horn and do all that extra shit because when I speak, I only speak on corner knowledge. I only speak the truth, and I only stay logical as far as I can. Otherwise, I don't have anything to say because I'm lying. So since I'm not a liar and I don't get down like that, it's just easier for me not to talk about it. But with Nick Cannon, just watching this little guy moves, man, all his life, seeing him come from a young talent all the way up until where he is right now, them white people need him more than he needs them. And I can Mm -hmm. almost guarantee you that they're going to find a way to to fix this and get Nick Cannon back because Nick Cannon is a family face. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that he stands his ground um, and says no. I hope he do too, man, because in all honesty, it's one of them things where it's like, um, it's one of them things where it's like, people have watched Nick Cannon for so long that everything about him kind of seems, I won't say fantasy-like, but it kind of seems unreal. I mean, like the nigga married Mariah Carey, like one of the biggest stars that the world had ever seen be made, Mm -hmm. and she was supposed to be quote-unquote woman. You know, it was like, Patti LaBelle, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, when it came to the presentation of a woman. Now it's Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Like, No, so, she's still there. Oh, is she? Okay, I oh, didn't know because she's been out of the limelight so long. Now, she just released um, last Christmas. It was her anniversary for um, damn, what's that song that they always play in malls? Um, this, not this Christmas. I'm I don't, bro, all I, everything, if they wasn't playing Temptations, nigga, I don't have a clue. No, bro, you know, you know this song. This is a fake, like, everyone knows this song. Oh, um, 
I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna send it to you. I can't think of it. I know the song in my head, but I can't think of the title of it. That's what's up. And I know what you're talking about too, because she's singing on all the talk shows and all of that kind of shit. But I can't think of the name of it neither. But when Yeah, I get it. And um the reason why I also say that she's up there with Beyonce, Rihanna, and all them other ones, Mariah Carey has a season. Her season is holiday time from yeah. Or not even or yeah, like November first to like January first. There's nothing yeah. but Mariah being played. Her albums go spike back up. Her number one singles go back up. Damn, you're right about that. And she's that musical artist, yeah, so she's not right out here doing shit right now. But I mean, she knows she knows her time. Okay, she, yeah. She knows she's a holiday girl, and my Christmas music is about to go back up when the holidays come back around, so. Okay, that's she, what's up. You know what, I ain't never even think of it like that, cuz, like, I never even tripped off of that. And that is true. That's 100% true. Damn, I never even thought she sure do show up around the holidays all the time, like Santa Claus and shit. You sure I was gonna up. say, don't get me wrong, I'm not a Mariah Carey stand, but I love her motive and her business ethic, so. Yeah, well, she good, though, because, uh, like I said, she, she full of, she like, like Rihanna did the same thing. She sold herself as a musician for so long that everybody wanted to see something different. And that's where the products came in. They do that with the great singer Celine Dion, uh, Cher, all of them, you know what I'm saying? Like they get them a product. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, as they get older, they don't have to keep straining their voice and killing themselves, but they, they fans can still feel like they're part of the shit they got going on. So they create bras, panties, and motherfucking uh, colognes and perfumes and shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, right, you know, and all them old ass white women smell like Sharers Cooch. I got Sharers Cooch on. Yeah, they they like that shit. They tap it all on the neck and forehead and shit. Hey, I don't, I, know. I don't know what the hell you talking about. <laughs> they say the fragrances, full they they uh perfumes and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Rihanna got that Fendi Savage. All them women feel like they Rihanna when they put them panties on, dude. Oh, okay. I'm I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I didn't, okay, yeah. They do. Hey, man. <laughs> Real talk. And then, like I said, they be having them weird-ass perfumes and shit, and them old white women still gonna support Cher. They put perfume out called Cher's Cooch. The white woman go crazy. I got Cher's Cooch on. They be dabbing that shit everywhere, and, and they, that's how they feel like they're still a part of them, because they can't get to Vegas every week and look at their shows and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So they sell their brand, sell their product, and they never die. And they can't see they can't do shit like that to Nick Cannon. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't they can't <clears throat> they can't force Nick Cannon in that type of in, in that type of way. You know, so with Mariah Carey and all of them being as popular as they are and then still getting to their audience by using their products and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Nick Cannon he created his own product. He he created Incredible, the production company. You know what I'm saying? Let me so, let me throw a curveball to you. So I seen like a nine second clip on Twitter. I didn't watch the whole interview, but Nick Cannon was doing a, a interview with Hot 97. Um, I think that's a New York radio. So one of the people, they asked him, um, are you racist? Or that conversation came up. And the host was like, racist. How do you feel about that? Not the interview, but just like that statement. That black people can't be racist? Mm-hmm. Can back? Do you do you think black people can be racist? Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I've heard older black people tell me that they hate white people. 
you know, they and get into their whole tyrant about them smelling like dogs and they get wet. Okay, and all that so, yeah, I, I believe that, that. for me, I'm that's just, more I'm like just a, being the one with you, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, so when when we talk about the black people that are like, oh, I hate them because they, you know, smell like dog or they just do dumb shit. Okay, like I, me personally, I just feel like that's just hating them. But like when right. it comes to racism, it's like. In my personal opinion, I feel like we were raised like black people can't be racist because X, Y, and Z. I don't know what X, Y, and Z is, but you know, we just have those different conversations in the black community. Now we can't be racist. It's like, no, we can be racist. When we look up the um, definition of racist, there is a two-part statement in it. I have um, my notes up right now. But racist, a person who shows or feels discriminated or against people of other races that is one and then another one is who believes that a particular race is superior to another and that is my definition um my black is amazing so with all these white people out here doing shit in white lives Mm -hmm. that's the same way i feel like why can't i do that because i'm black like i can't be i can't be racist because i'm black no we can be racist. It's just the white people have made it, have like turned it into like a negative aspect, so to say, with right. like the credit, the um, Confederate flag and like hanging people and like us calling us niggers. And like that part is like, for me, is like more of a hate. Like they hate us for being black. But when it comes to races, I personally feel like they're just standing up for their race okay white people matter all this other shit i'm and by all means i am not standing up for white people i'm just looking at it how i look at my racism well i think i think with me man because this this right here what you're talking about man this this some real shit right here man like like i think personally with me with racism like Mm -hmm. it has to go in a part too Okay. Like racism, racism to me isn't just a motherfucker calling me a nigga or saying like, uh, saying like you black monkey, go back to Africa. Like that ain't that ain't racism to me. That's hatred. You yeah, that's hate. Like, that that's, that's, that's hate. That is definitely hate. I'm not tripping off nobody hating on me. I don't give a fuck about you calling me no monkey and all that. Like you, you can talk that shit all you want to. I was like, black people, we we love stinging. So come on with the jokes. Man, see, I'm I'm not with that. Like <laughs> the race, the racism, the racism to me, cause. Mm-hmm. is a part to the physical aspect of it as well. Okay. Now, you can hate me from a distance, but when you hate me and then impede me from being something or approaching something or accomplishing something, then that's the racism part of it for me. Definitely. So, so, so if white people say that blacks are racist, nah, black people aren't actually racist. They just hate your motherfucking ass. You understand what I'm saying? White people can be racist because they actually did hang and lynch and put their hands on and rape women. And you know what I'm saying? Like your hatred for me was so tough that you had to prove it to me by putting your hands on me and and, and impeding me and stopping me and killing me and and forcing me. Like, yeah, that's that's sheer racism. Mm -hmm. When when you on the street and a white person call you a nigga and then hop out their car and rush at you and get ready to start doing something to you, that's racist. You see mm. what I'm saying? That's the way I feel about it because I, this motherfucker wants you gone. He wants you dead. He wants something to happen to you. So that's the I, racism to me. 
I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, I just don't agree. I just okay. think when those niggas get out the cars and call us niggas and all that shit, it's more of a hate crime for me. Like okay. you went out of your way to park your car, to take your seatbelt off, to open this door, to fire up all that anger for whatever black person has done this before this situation mess up my day or whatever the case may be. That's hate. Right. Like, you literally hate it. Like, just like when we say in the black community, oh, you hating on me because X, Y, and Z. No, I just, I just don't fuck with you. I, it's, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not hating. I just don't fuck with you. <laughs> right, so, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't know. It's just. I mean, just, man, I don't know. Like, the only way that I could clarify it for myself is by saying, like, two niggas in the car riding down the street got guns on their laps and they see a, a crowd of white people and when they ride by the white people they stick their fingers out the window fuck you crackers man fuck y'all white for me fuck y'all you know and they keep on driving laughing high-fiving fuck them crackers man I don't fuck them hunkies and they drive on off and go where they going mm-hmm. them, them niggas just hate the white people They it's fun to them to cuss them out and call them whatever they want that's the hate crime to me yeah but then you got a truckload of white guys okay they just rolled past a group of black people standing in front of a church they didn't put their fingers up and say hey fuck you niggas this that and the other they hopped out the truck Joe Bob and, and his cousins and them hopped out the back end of the pickup truck these motherfuckers mm-hmm. walked up start shooting boom boom people dying these motherfuckers not through Molotovs inside the church this motherfucker on fire now they just <laughs> extinguished a group of people that's the hate to me. That's that hate done boiled over to straight racism, where to a point to where I hate seeing you so much, nigga. I'm gonna kill you. You, <laughs> you know, know what, what bro? One thing I love about podcasting is that I get to learn different perspectives of things. So when you yeah. say it like that, yeah. I see it as racism. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. I'm just being 100. With you. Like that's my job to keep it logical. You hear what I'm saying? Because hey, like, I, I am here to learn. I will keep saying that. I got X amount of years on this earth and I want to learn and grow as much as I can, so. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Like, I see that shit on TV sometimes and that's kind of like like the way, like, okay, like, okay, for a second, and this is something that I don't know a ton about, but mm-hmm. I've been researching, I've been reading, I've been looking at captions and TV shows and movies, Google and stuff, and I'm learning a whole lot more about the gay community. Okay? Mm-hmm. I've watched TV shows and movies and stuff where they've made it so that white people have put it in their mindset that being gay is so objective and so bad that we're going to show you how to do the wrong thing in this movie or in this TV show and then we'll defend you when you do it. You know what I'm saying? We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, this is the green light right here. Just look at how we did this in this movie. Like, for instance, you look at the movie and you see a group of gays just standing around chilling, doing their thing, and some guys walk up to them, say something, they get to fighting, the gay guys fighting, everybody fighting, and then they go their separate ways. So when they, when they see them, hold on just one second. <laughs> when they see them again, the gay guys and, and the guys that they fought last time, they might give each other a finger or two and they gone on about their business. That group of guys just hated the fact that these men like men and they just wanted to fight them to see if they were soft or whatever. And that's how it was. 
But when you got that group that rolls up on y'all and they pulling out knives and they stabbing motherfuckers and slurs coming out and all kinds of crazy names and this person getting beat so bad that they need an ambulance instantly all because this dude like this dude or this girl like this girl. Man, that's capital racism. That's like, that's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck if you human or not. You can't be around this motherfucker doing what you're doing. So I'm, if you don't want to stop, I'm going to make sure you stop. You know what I'm saying? And it's only one group of people that treat people that way. And you see them like that in the movies all the time. All the time. So, so much so much so to a point that we desensitize. What I want to ask, was this a white movie or a black movie? It just be a regular movie. It don't have to be an angry movie. It could be oh, any no. kind of I, movie. The only reason I'm asking you that is because, uh-huh. um, you know, I'm a part of the LGBTQ plus community, but even within our community, there's racism. So like, yeah, it is. as happy, it is. Right. as happy, jolly as the niggas on TV make it seem, and I'm not talking right. about like the black shows. I'm talking about more of the white gays. It's okay. yeah, like you might be a best friend with a black person, but in reality, y'all niggas don't even fuck with us. Y'all don't go to our black clubs. If you guys do go to our black club, clubs, you guys are only looking for black dick, and that's racist. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I mean, I, from your standpoint like you just told me a minute ago <laughs> from your standpoint I see what you're saying and that is <laughs> and it's just like but you, know you, guys want, you guys want us to celebrate gay pride with you but you guys can't even yell out all lives matter or sorry not all lives matter all black lives matter look I'm about to get I'm about to <laughs> but see that's the thing though <laughs> nah, man, but see, that's the thing, though, Marco. Like, you gotta let that kind of shit go. That's no, the point. bro, you can't because I mean, Pride like, was, Pride was made by a black trans woman. Okay, I, okay, I so got you. you. I, and I actually read that. I actually read. You that. can't sit here and say gay pride this, gay pride that, but then not support the Black Lives Matter movement. It just doesn't make sense. Well, like, I was saying, I'm listening. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's it's almost <laughs> like saying oh i really fuck with jordans but fuck nike what like you you can't because nike makes jordans <laughs> and jordan okay, is I, under the umbrella of nike so I, I see what you're saying i see what you're saying from your perspective from my perspective from what you're saying is like and this is just from my perspective mm-hmm. you know two crib gangs nigga we all crips why is we killing each other I gang gang you, you hear me i get yeah. what you're saying but the fact is, though, you got to understand one thing, though, Marco, man. Like, even though they do support or want to be a part of, it doesn't mean that they're supposed to change their character or who they are. You oh. know, I mean, mm-hmm. if they if they don't really believe all lives matter, but they do believe in what you're doing because we're both gay, then that's where they, that's where the lines blur and they expect, you know, for you to understand the way you expected them to understand. You see what I'm saying? Yes, and it's, that is why... You know, it's a lot of gay people that voted for Donald Trump, but they still stand with the gays that are hurt by this guy. Because and you can't gay. do that. Like I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you can't. You got to pick and choose your battles. I know. You hear me? I know. I know. <laughs> but I, just, I don't know. I just it's a it's a lot like that though, my nigga. And it's it's it, and it's straight people like that too. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of them like that, man. I love chicken, but because she loves fish, I'm just gonna eat fish forever. Like nigga, why you taking your happiness away? Because you're trying to be a part of something you really don't want to be a part of. Like, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy, man. It's crazy with the world right now. You got to accept the way you move because the way you move is going to change every day because of this new normal. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's just cra- it's just crazy out here right now. It really is. I don't know. Bro, I'm just ready for the spaceships and the aliens to just. <laughs> I remember you said that before. Hey, you know, that would be crazy because the shit really did happen. Bro, yeah. if I was sleeping and somebody knocked and it was an alien <laughs> and they was like, we have a spaceship ready for Mark. Hey, so where's my ticket? Where is the spaceship? Oh, I'm going? <laughs> like, like shit, I'm ready. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> like, just let me get my computer so I oh I probably won't even have no internet service. Um Nah, you ain't gonna handle internet. Okay, well, let me just let me just pack a nice little bag, some underwear, some socks, and some t-shirts and some pants. Like <laughs> let me prepare for all the different climax that space has. Ah, to fuck no, man. <laughs> Hell no, boy, you stupid. <laughs> Bro, you need to deal with this shit, especially if this nigga get in office again. Man, I'm strong, man. Don't nothing break me, so it don't no, matter. I'm, not, you dealing, know I'm not dealing with this shit. I thought about moving to Africa. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, granted, a lot it, of people been saying that, though, moving to different countries. That's crazy. That's a lot of people talking about moving to Canada, getting the passport and going overseas. It's a ton of people, man, that I've heard on podcasts and seen on YouTube videos and shit like that all on Twitter talking about once they lift the ban from the U.S., they leave and they moving from out of America. Yeah, that shit crazy, man. Yeah, they, ain't gotta, they ain't gotta lift no ban. I know how to um get across the border. Shit, that's crazy to me. Motherfuckers tell us go back to Africa and not your ass on your way over there. What the fuck? Let me tell you, okay? You can come. You always got a place to stay, my brother. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> we might we might not have no good weed or no brunch, but we'll make the best of what we got over. Shit, nigga, I smoke Reggie. Nigga, I smoke bamboo. If I had to, I would. Let me tell you, okay? You said this is giraffe. Okay, just give it over. Just give it to me. <laughs> I'm getting mine, shit. I'm getting mine. You hear me? It's going to be good. They going to tell me what some Jolly Leaf at some goddamn where. Okay, you said we're going to wake and bake with the zebras. All right, let's just go ahead and walk to them because that's where the weed is. All right. Hell, that's funny as hell. But hey, sometimes that should be true and you just got to roll with the flow because I heard that about Jamaica. Like, People say um, it be lies that niggas tell you time about, oh, they be at the airport with weed and all kinds of stuff. Like a lot of people say that should be lies. They say you got to straight go to the projects and yeah, be safe when you finally get there. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to Jamaica. Jamaica's not on my list. Yeah, I really don't want to go neither. It ain't, it ain't really, really, honestly, I don't have to go overseas to no goddamn where I can stay right in the United States. Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm going overseas. I'm just not going to Jamaica. Shit, man, that's 50 motherfucking states here I can hide in. It ain't no reason why I can't Bro, be, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. You don't want to deal with this shit. The I don't, but I they, don't, man. I they don't. are trying to wipe us all out, and all of us as in black people. Yeah, and a few whites, too, to be absolutely honest with you. I'm just tripping off of how so many celebrities is passing away this year, just gone. I they don't know, man. They killing us, bro. They killing us. You can't tell me, like... I just when celebrities die I always think it's like it's always planned Whitney Houston okay um Bobby Christina all right like yeah what like y'all tell me well I mean Uh-oh, I don't know these people's business but y'all not gonna tell me that Whitney and her daughter was doing crack together like y'all not about to tell me that like right. even though like there might be videos and shit okay even Bill Cosby they trying to take our history away okay yeah again this ain't my business. This ain't, I really don't care about these people's lives or how they got in this situation. I look <laughs> at it more of they're trying to wash the blackness away in America. Okay, Bill Cosby, we have three people that said you raped him. 
just go straight to jail, delete everything off the TV. You can't even buy um, the Cosby show no more. That shit crazy. So it's just like, mm, and the man is old. He's about to die. Like, <laughs> so. <laughs> justice is justice, man. That's no, what they say. No, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely understand the severity of it. Like, you know, if he did do that, they caught him and all that shit, lock him up. But from like America's standpoint, I just feel like they just trying to wash all of our blackness. Like Kobe Bryant died. Like if the pilot knew that you should not be flying, why? Yeah, I'm with that. I understand. I didn't. I didn't understand. And then people say, well, maybe Kobe told him to go because he was trying to get to get to his daughter's game, and that's why. And he only flew anyway. He never drove, so. I did, I, I did I hear know. that quote. Um, but still, like as a pilot, and I don't care if I'm flying private for you or not, I'm gonna be like, you know what? They told me that this is not safe to drive today. If you wanna fire me, go ahead. But I do not feel comfortable taking this plane off the ground. Right. And that's just like, that's just being human. Fuck the job and like, I'm putting everybody's risk. I, I'm putting everybody's life at risk. I don't wanna do that. And look, and look what we came to. Yeah. I don't know. This yeah. one, we can erase 2020 for real. Yeah, man. You know what? Hey, at, at one point I probably would have said, nah, you know, it's life, man. That life happens. But nah, fuck that. They can have this one. But they can move on for us. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, they, you know what? We can move right to December 31st and get me to 2021. Shit, I'm I can I can deal with the new year right now. That's for sure. <laughs> Shit, Shit we just we just got halfway through this bullshit. Man, Barely. that shit's crazy. I just couldn't see it, man. Like the way the world is right now, like I just couldn't see it being no better. I couldn't see it working out no other kind of way right now than the way it is because this is what they made it like they brought us here you know what i'm saying the mm -hmm. whole world the whole world brought us here to this point but america was the fastest always the most innovative always the most prepared for you know all the lies man and here we are right now and yeah other other countries are saying you can't come over here man don't don't bring your ass over here and if y'all got people here they're not coming back there so you niggas is tripping like it ain't it ain't nothing popping. You finna just sit still and just wait wait this shit out. And it just seemed like the world is against America right now. And all of that shit is because of our leader. Like we got Canadians sending messages to Donald Trump, man, you're a horrible leader. And man, Adrian Wojnarowski got suspended, bro. Like the world is ending. <laughs> like I just and another thing. Man, so this I've never is really crazy. I've never really tapped into politics. It's just not one of my forte. Yeah, I hate talking about politics and religion. I just feel like niggas are gonna lie to me no matter if you're on a podium or not. So yeah. I'm gonna do my research and just figure it out. But to um, bring it back to what I was about to say, all these countries like are against us. I just found, I just find it very baffling that this nigga is in office. We have all this goddamn fucking proof, but he's still in office. Yeah. Like the whole, literally the whole world sees it, and he still is the president of the United Goddamn States. I just don't understand. Like, somebody help me make sense of this, cause I'm not understanding. Yeah, that shit crazy. I just okay. don't. Uh, I just don't. I just don't. Uh, 
I don't know, man. I just don't like it, man. Like, and the way these people are following this guy and believing in this guy and all that, man, it makes it hard to believe in the back of my mind that the powers to be ain't gonna keep it this way because right at the end of his whole term, everything started coming to fruition. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that they've been trying to do since the Reagan era is finally showing up. It's finally happening now. You know what I'm saying? They've been trying to do this shit since 1980-something, man. You know what I'm saying? When they brought crack in, they was trying to do this shit. Like, it's been going for years and years, and it's like 50 years later. They finally got the genocide working, and they finally got the virus working because Ebola didn't work. The the mumps didn't work. The measles Mm -hmm. didn't work. You know, like, it was so much shit that was going on in America, man, that we knew nothing about. But they was telling us and showing us in plain sight, like in every movie, every TV show, all that shit, 2012, with national disasters and earthquakes and then the shit happening in California and all that, you know, like. Yo, that shit was fucking crazy when we had that earthquake, California, and we had them fucking hurricanes all in one year. And we fucked around and had a movie out about a huge flood that wiped out a city and all that. And then all of a sudden, 2005 come and Katrina happened. Like, it's just, it's like they show us the shit right in front of us, though, and then before you know it, bam. And I'm still saying the same thing about The Walking Dead, about uh, Contagious, about uh, Clover 20, Cloverfield 21 or whatever it's called, um, about Outbreak, that movie Outbreak that came out in, in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, like, they knew about all this shit. They put movies out about it all. You know what I'm saying? That's why The Simpsons been going for 30 years. They know what's going on. They know what they're going to do. They put it out there. We act like we don't see it. And then when it happens, it's like, well, it's not like we didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't be understanding sometimes about some of the shit that they be doing. I, my homeboy said to me one time, like, nigga, you know, Endgame was just coronavirus. They snapped their fingers and wiped out half the, uh, half of the world, man, just like that. And... It straight happened. Like everybody dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if they fabricating these numbers or what. I'm not gonna lie, Marco. I don't know if they fabricating the numbers and shit, but I do know how many times my wife has came home tripping because people died that night while she was at work. You hear what I'm saying? Like that's what makes it so real for me. Because I got a healthcare worker, a healthcare professional coming into my home every single morning at 7 30 a.m. when she had to work saying this happened, that happened, these families crying they cremate they gonna cremate this person on this day this shit is crazy and like like i was in the room with the person at four and when i went back after break at 10 30 they was dead you know like this shit like that man that's what make it that's what make it real for me mm-hmm. you know what I'm that's what make me say nigga put a mask on you know what i'm saying like straight up because i don't want my wife to come home and tell me she had to take care of your ass and then boom bam you know what i'm saying like the shit is scary as hell man yeah i'm uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like one of those people that like, I believe it when it's my time to attack the world. Like, I hate it. Like when I'm running errands, always forget it in the car. Like when I'm going grocery shopping and shit like that. Yeah. But when I go to bars, I'm reminded how serious it is. Like yeah, it's man. it's weird how my brain works, but yeah. At bars, I'm I don't know, man. Like 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 me, the best thing for me, Marco, to be absolutely honest with you stand at the crib. Like, if I ain't got no reason to be out, I don't go out simply because I know I can't control that situation. But I can control my situation at home. I know I got air purifiers on. I know we got masks here. I know that the people that are in my home are always around me. 
And uh, I know if I want to eat outside or go outside, I can probably do different things. I can go outside and hoop on the, on the rim or whatever. Like, I know that everything that I want to do, I can do here without jeopardizing, you know, her because she got to go to work at a hospital where at any given moment it can happen to her. She got severe asthma and diabetes, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm always tripping off of that. Then here I am going to work in this fucking warehouse with 4,000 people in this motherfucker. And, you know what I'm saying? And at any given moment, they hiring in 150 new people and getting rid of these amount of people. And every week I'm getting a, a text message talking about we confirmed another COVID case on this day and this, that, and the other. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, this shit fucks with me. So I don't, I mean, like, I don't be upset or like finna have a nervous breakdown or in the room crying and nothing. But at the same time, I know that in the back of my mind that it could happen. So I just, force myself to make sure you know that I take care of all the right shit if I gotta go mm-hmm. to the I'll put a mask on otherwise you know I don't go, I, I, don't, I don't go nowhere for real. <laughs> yeah I've been I've been trying not to go places um little parks and shit where people ain't at like I'm like I try to go like to the big parts in New York State just so yeah. niggas ain't gotta be by me and shit yeah, but yeah. Um, also every time I leave I come in immediately strip out of everything and jump in that shower i mean granted i was already doing that before covid but now (laughs) it's just more like oh straight to the bathroom versus oh let's wash the dishes first let's watch a little tv and then the shower but because look i ain't only nothing up in this bitch okay yeah you hear me i do that too man she put us on that man as soon as we get to the crib take some clothes out of the shower you know uh I, I, you hear me? I just be ashy as a motherfucker. I, cause I, I <laughs> cause I cut grass for a living, so I'm always out. You know what I'm saying? And when I come home, I gotta take a shower anyway. I'm sweating for six, seven hours, though. So. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Hey, you hear me? I, I went and bought me some of that little Dove men lotion and shit to the hydrate. Bruh, you can't so. support Dove. Why? I be knowing everything about every company, huh? They did a um, they did a commercial, I think like two years ago, maybe last year. I don't know, one of them years, where the black woman was in the shower and then she used the Dove body wash and she came out. Oh, and she came out white. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know what? And we and we said stuff about that too online. I remember that commercial. Yeah, I mean, right now I just feel like I can't shop anywhere like not black owned um yeah i'm just and i'm also in the transition i want my whole house to be black now like black artists black bedspreads like i want everything black black like (laughs) don't be ridiculous because what the fuck (laughs) no for real it all starts with us if i'm not supporting my black business i mean i get it i get it i understand what you're saying i really do but yeah at the same time like I'm not finna change who I am. I'm not finna change my character. And plus, not only that, man, I have to realize I own business. I have two of them. And I'm working on a third one right now, like within my home. I'm creating a little farmer's market for all the stuff that I'm growing in my garden and all of that. And uh, I'm about to ready to start trying to get me some scales and things like that so I can weigh up lettuce and all of that for people. But the fact is, it's like, I have to understand as a human being what it is to be a part of a society, not just the group. You know what I'm saying? So I have to teach my family and my children because I am a business-oriented family. My kids are going to be business people. My my wife is within 
corporate business, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, it's got to be to a point to me where no matter how I feel about you or your character or who you are, I can't judge you because I might need to do business with you. So I, I put all my personal shit to the side and I have to make sure that my family stay alive. I got to make sure we survive. But I know <clears throat> my limitations. I do have the right to refuse business. Like, I know... I know what I what I have to do when I have to do it, but at the same time, shit, I can't make my business so toxic that I don't make no money. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have to do it the way that I'm doing it, you know, in order for my family to eat for us to survive. Shit. What's not toxic if you believe in it? I mean, no, nah, I'm not saying that believing is wrong because I, I'm always stand for what I believe in. That's why I said I have a right to refuse. You know, I could be I could be working one day and an individual could come up to me the wrong way and speak to me the wrong way or I could feel a certain kind of way and get a bad feeling and tell them, now nah, I'm cool, man. I'm, I won't be uh, servicing you. I won't be cutting your grass. I won't be building your retainer wall. I won't be trenching out nothing for you today. You know, like I can I can refuse whatever I want, you know. <clears throat> so, I mean, I know, like I say, I, I have to know and I have to be able to understand how to let people be people so that way I'm not judging anybody like I said I never want to judge a person but at the same time I do know how to pick and choose my family that's just the way it works <clears throat> understandable you know so don't get me wrong I, I shop black I still support all black people you know uh, so much so to a point to where I, I don't even look at DVDs and shit but I still buy a couple DVDs and CDs from niggas sitting at, a, at, at the liquor store Chinaman or something you know what I'm saying like I still support my people as much as I possibly can, but at the same time, I know I want my business to become big enough to where I can hire employees and provide for my community and do more for my family and not just be a black man, but be a great black man within my community because I'm providing. So I don't want to limit myself or force myself into a hole, you know what I'm saying? And then nothing works out the way that I need it to, and it's all for nothing. So that's just the way I feel. That's just me, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I definitely agree. I, uh, I, I, I never I never try to count nobody out. You know what I'm saying? I never try to make it seem like I'm better than anybody or bigger than anybody or, you know, because I make a little bit more money or have a little bit more money in my pocket that I treat somebody a certain kind of way. Like, that's never been my promise. I'm not that type. Never. You know what I'm saying? Never have been. In my 43 years as a child, I wasn't like that. My mama told me that I would give away my shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like um, I would rather help people and teach people and make sure people are better before I trip off the fact that, you know, oh, this motherfucker white, I can't do nothing for him. Or this Mexican nigga, nah, I ain't tripping off him. It's all black for me. I'm only I'm, I'm only teaching the black people. I'm only helping. You know, like I ain't that tight, man. Like God didn't put me here for you know what I'm saying? He really didn't. And there's a few of us out here. But I understand. I 100% understand. And I agree with it. But it's just not me. You know what I'm saying? My heart too big. My compassion too strong. I just, I'm not that tight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's all that is. But that's my truth, though. You know what I'm saying? Well... You know, I've been on the verge of not fucking with white people lately, so I'm keeping. Yeah, I know, man. I'm keeping that same energy. I know, man. And I it's know. not all white people. I have white friends and like yeah. people that like I talk to. I'm just saying, new white people in my yeah. space, it's 
it's gonna be a little bit, you know. <laughs> you know, hey, hey we gotta crawl before we walk. <laughs> I respect that. You hear me? I one hundred percent respect that. And the reason I respect it is because that energy is strong. It's not like you just doing this shit on the face, on some face type shit. Like, well, until Black Lives Matter die down, I'm, I don't fuck with white people. You know, like you, it sounds strong. It feels strong. So. If that's how you feel, man, I respect that. You should stand your ground, 10 toes down all day. That's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't mad at you on that part. That's funny to me, though. <laughs> to be fair, I just I just want everybody to get along at the end of the day, to be honest. like Yeah, yeah. We're going through a fucking pandemic and a race war, and 2020 still sucks. So Yeah, it is. Man. I mean, we got bigger fish to fry versus, like, <laughs> all this other shit, but we need to focus on what the fuck we're going through now. Yeah, I feel that, man. We got to find a way to coexist again. Yeah. Like, we can't fight a fight. We can't fight a fight within a fight. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, that shit is crazy. Like, it's too much energy being exuded in all the wrong directions. So, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Like, we got to be able to at least coexist so we can get this, this corona shit together, you know? <laughs> yes. That's crazy, man. That shit crazy. Why are you laughing? I mean, real talk, Because you. <laughs> you say get this corona shit together. Um, we we can't get it together. The niggas in the office gotta get it together. <laughs> like, I'm doing this is a oh, man. project that I feel like I'm the only well, sometimes. I have my good yeah. days and I got my bad days where I want to participate. But right. it's just like White House. Like, y'all, y'all get on TV without masks. So how do y'all want us to believe that this shit is real? Like, and that's a, like, we have a leader of the country that gets on TV with no mask, but he's telling us we need to wear a mask and we need to do this, that, and the third, we can't travel. Okay, so, but you're still traveling. You're still doing all this shit. So, I mean, I just don't know. I, man, I'm running I out of words I, and thoughts with this whole Corona shit. Like, man, I had my theory on that shit with Donald Trump, and I spoke on that on, on a glorious uh, podcast on Conversations with Glow. And mm -hmm. I said that shit. I said, man, people are, people going to laugh at me. People going to call me stupid. They're going to say all kinds of negative shit in the comments. But the fact is, I do absolutely believe that they cloned that nigga, man. I believe it's Gregory. That dude that be standing out there with no mask on and be all light pink and shit and all tall and speaking all stupid and all on Twitter and shit, I believe that's his clone. Because the dude that came out with that black mask on that day looked like he was about 78 years old, maybe 80. He was hella hunched over a little bit. His hair was all white and he was bright red. I mean, not bright red. He was like a dark red. And his son was out there holding his arm up. He barely could stand up. And then when they took him back inside and they broadcasted it again, the next Donald Trump came out. This nigga was standing up tall again, smiling and pointing and shit. And I, hey, man, I believe that the real Donald Trump is sitting somewhere chilling, trying to stay out of the whole virus thing. And when they finally brought him out, his son was like, yeah, I ain't gonna take my daddy out there with no more of a mask on. Yeah, I tripping. <laughs> you know right. They put that black mask on that nigga, showed Donald Trump, and then took him back, put him back wherever he was in quarantine, and brought out that weirdo. Because, hey man, Donald Trump, old as a motherfucker, Donald Trump was like in his 30s and the 80s. You hear what I'm saying? Like, he when he was out there running Trump Towers and all of that shit, he was like 30 something years old. Mm. You know? and, and it's been like 40 years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
So I don't care, man. Fuck that shit. They say what they want, man. But I really believe that shit because, I mean, it's just too blatantly obvious, man. Like, it's somebody controlling some shit going on up in there and got, got that man playing this game with the world. For real, man. You already know. They needed somebody to blame, man. They needed somebody to blame. And here we go. This nigga tweeting and everything. I ain't never seen no shit like that, though. I ain't never seen no president doing no social media stuff and tweeting like this. Bro. I mean, not Bill Clinton, not uh, Obama, I mean, not George Bush, none of them, bro. And the internet was out. Facebook was out when George Bush was there in office and stuff. I don't remember. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, bro. That's crazy. We never will get it. That shit is nuts. But that's what's up, man. But hey, oh, you know what? I did say I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, are you are you familiar with DJ Vlad? No. Who the fuck is that nigga? Oh man, you got to get on YouTube and look at some of dude interviews. He's like a like when you a new rapper or you an actor or something like that. That's basically like getting too old in the game and your career done. Like people from the old movie Minister Society and stuff like that. He mm-hmm. inter- he interviewing. And when he interview them, he like forces them to talk about all the bad shit that went on in their lives for no reason. Oh, that's like, good. I like that. Yeah, but you could tell when he talking to them about it, they not really into that shit. They don't want to talk about that shit. And it make me think he a hip hop cop. You know what I'm saying? It make me think like he be, he the reason why motherfuckers get caught up on some of the shit they get caught up. Cause once they there, they got this like they gotta talk about it and a bunch of them be uh, some of them be high as a motherfucker some of them be sober um man you just gotta look at some of the interviews and just hear how he be asking and here and sometimes they be like yeah man well you know i ain't too much worrying about that and then he'll go right back to it again so what you shoot the dude for though you know like and and then like he did that oh, with the, it's like with hard the baby. yeah like with the oh. baby he talked about the baby shooting old boy. What he did with Soldier Boy with the whole house video and shooting at the people in there. Uh, Ex gang members like Kane from uh, from Minister Society. Oh yeah. He hit him up like that. Had him on there like it, it was crazy, man. But he, I think that nigga a cop. I ain't lying. I think he a straight up cop. He a hip hop cop, and that's how they keep all their information on people. Just like um, that rainbow headed um, boy. Yeah, that damn six six sixty nine or whatever his name is. I don't know. He's he's definitely trolling all of our black artists, but I just want them niggas to shut up because the more y'all talk, the more information y'all giving him. Yeah. Just don't don't respond. He's like twenty three. I don't know how old he is, but like y'all are grown. He was Snoop was arguing with the nigga. Man, I really believe. And I'm like Snoop Dogg out of everybody in the industry. Man, I believe Bro. them kind of them kind of artists that come out and be doing that kind of shit and get locked up and bring their ass back out and and then wind up famous and have TV shows and movies and all that shit. I think them niggas be CIA or police any damn way. Like the little nigga probably is part of the CIA, man. You know, and he probably a youngster or probably in his his uh, late twenties or something. Mm-hmm. He's a character with all that chalk and paint all over him and shit, looking like tattoos and. You know, you see that shit in jail all the time, man. Motherfuckers go to jail and uh, he becomes something he's not. And then when he get out of jail, he's that person again. You find out that nigga was uh, undercover cop and all of that. Or 
you know what I'm saying? I really believe a lot of them are. I think a lot of them motherfuckers is like CIA and all of that shit, man. You know, and it's just crazy. And then the ones that get exposed, they wind up doing that shit, going to jail and then coming back out talking about other motherfuckers. And like, it's just, like, I really believe a lot of that shit is just all set up and staged, man. Reality TV shows, all of that. Oh, man. Most- most definitely all that is set up it's plotted they purposely like um so i actually had to stop watching reality tv because well one it's it's not doing anything to help me grow but secondly um (laughs) i used to have nightmares like about reality tv and them fighting all the goddamn time and like yeah it was actually the Bad Girls Club. I was like very like oh, invested. Yeah, like, they used to fuck. Yeah. But like, I wasn't angry at them. I was just like, when I was asleep, my brain would put myself in those situations. And I'm like, yeah, so if somebody ever fucked up my clothes or threw some food on me, like it's curtains. Like that's, that's just more than just, like that's more than reality TV. That is like blank. Yeah. And I mean, I understand after the show go off, you got to stay relevant, but people be selling their souls to these networks and I'm not, I can't do no reality TV. Yeah. As much as, as much as it sounds like as fun, but y'all get paid $2,000 an episode to be as ignorant as you want on TV. They get you drunk and they purposely put people in your face that you don't like. I'm not doing that for $2,000. Y'all got me fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> and then you got to rebuild your brand once the season goes off. Yeah. I never it's, understood all that fighting on TV and shit. I, they, do it, they do it with a lot of the, the youngsters, the little extras and actors and actresses and stuff. And promise them careers after the fact. But um, yeah, that shit is crazy, man. I never, I never could get with the fight TV. 50-year-old ass women on TV fighting in dresses and wigs and shit. I was like, like Y'all fighting in heels? Y'all could break an ankle, to be honest. Like, <laughs> they're not, they not gonna break no ankle. Some of them, cause some of them stunt women. They just out there. Like some of that shit, <laughs> some of that shit be so staged, man. It be so, it be so crazy, man. Like, I don't know. Some of it just be crazy. And I'm just telling you the truth, Marco. It's just weird, man. Like that's why I don't watch that shit. I don't be a part of it because. It was said a long time ago, and I read an article. I just can't remember the credentials for the article, but I did remember it was back when Heath Ledger had died, about when he was Joker in Batman. Mm-hmm. I had read, read a bunch of uh, articles about how you can get so focused on one thing so much that you become so entranced within what it is that it is that you create your own character and your own mindset and you force yourself to be a part of what it is that you're focused on. And that's why some of these actors get into a role and can't get out. And they be like, they be like, oh shit, man, uh, uh, you know, he always in character. He stayed in character. He never got out of character because his brain now has put him in an entirely different state of mind, mindset, world, all of that, because he's got so focused on what it is that he's looking at. You know, you do that shit with the video games too, like. Some guys will play Grand Theft Auto so much and be so stuck into that game that when they get on the highway and drive for real, they be flying and whipping through cars like they mm-hmm. into the game until they crash and fuck up and wake up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's crazy, bro. Like, I know a lot of this shit 
really sound weird to you when I say it, but I promise you, man, on the life of my kids, I've read everything that I've talked to you about. I don't just ramble off and talk just because I ain't got nothing to talk about. Like, I straight read all the shit that I speak on. If I don't, I do not talk about it because I don't want to look like a liar. I don't want people saying, well, shit, Bobby said this in his podcast and that shit was all wrong. No, <laughs> that ain't going to be me. You hear me? So if I'm talking about it, I didn't read about it. If I haven't read about it, I'm not speaking about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's one thing I got to get better on. It's like some of these topics, like I really like, but then like they're just so fucking draining and then you got to do so much research and then you got to come up with your own opinion and then you got Twitter and Facebook and Instagram that messes up your thoughts and everything. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're in the days where we didn't have cell phones and internet at the tip of our hands anymore. It was back when we had pages and we was using pay phones. Bro, I love pages. Friend and then put 911 at the end talking about you need to call me right now. <laughs> and then three hours later, man, what? What the fuck you want, dog? Damn. They be like, they be like, bruh, I, I paid you three hours ago. I don't need your help no more. Well, I was at work. And you know, my, my page was on vibrate and it's in my pocket, so. Oh, man. You sound like, hey, you sound like the homie. Like my mama one time. Ain't you over there by the store? Yeah. Ain't it a phone by the store? Yeah, it's a pay phone over there. Why the fuck it take you so long to call? Exactly. You can use the store at the corner store real quick. <laughs> oh, man. I remember my pager days, man. I used to love my people. My shit. Go to one and of those Chinese stores that you know. <laughs> and get the colored ones to match your fit. Let Chinese me tell you, okay? Oh. And nigga, they really fucked the game up when they came clear ones when you can see inside of it what and, and, man I all the ballers had those all, all the ballers they be like in the hood you see the uh, all the big boys walking around with them all you be like that motherfucker cold they had, <laughs> they had two yeah. pager and then they had like a regular pager yeah they used to always <laughs> one for the product one for the hose that was that was uh, I got two phones <laughs> that's why when kevin gates came out a lot of people was laughing about it and all that but that, that's an unwritten that's an unwritten code the unwritten rule you always got one for the hose one for the product that's what I, I always i'm like you got two phones which one yeah. which, what number did you give me all right just make oh. sure that's <laughs> my my chick who was my wife now used to always how the fuck you got two phones in the people and you can't find me Oh shit, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, I wasn't looking for your ass. I was chilling, shit. I don't know. <laughs> don't be don't be letting her know the game. Hey man, my shit, she is the game now, to be honest <laughs> with you. <shit. laughs> be straight up, man. I don't even be out there like that. I left all that shit alone. Like I, I had to make sure my kids understand how to survive. So shit, now nah, we gardening and doing all kinds of shit, man, building stuff and uh, I'm putting up the uh, the second video of the Big Homies Garden too this week, man. I'm gonna have that shit out for you. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Maybe a YouTube channel and check it out. You know what I'm saying? I, I would love that. <laughs> you know, um, how you feel about Fifty and his trolling ass? Fifty? Yeah. No, man. I got a lot of respect for Fifty. Like. Far as the business end goes, and his person, he sucks as a person, but yeah. <laughs> his business and like what he got going on, great. And I hate to say that because he's a cancer, so he's my cancer brother. But like, yeah, he just he just sucks as, as an individual to the public eye. <laughs> like, 
that's I like the, 50 though, that's man. That's the nicest I like, way I can say it. <laughs> hell no, nah, I like 50, man. That's the homeboy. I like 50. Hey, 50 put in that work. But you're right, though, man. I guess he could be an asshole. I mean, sometimes I guess you have to be. You know what I'm saying? He ain't got He ain't got to be an asshole. He's too famous. He got money and kids. You're grown. Why are you doing this? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, this shit sound personal on your side of the phone. I don't know, bro. I, <laughs> I, just, I, just, uh, I just hate when people troll people. He just tweeted Nick Cannon. He was like, damn, Nick, you fucked up now. And I'm like, no, he didn't. Like... <laughs> Like right. he he didn't. So what the fuck are you saying? And it's just shit like that when he like when it I don't know. I just hate I'm the black. Saying, that's, just, that's just his job, man. Just like him and Ti and they bullshit. It's just it's just something they do to stay relevant. Nick ain't oh, Ti is another one. Great business person, but he sucks as a person and a father. So and a man. I don't watch the show, so I can't even comment on that shit. Oh, I don't watch the show. Just from all the interviews and um the, and just the quotable things that he says well all the niggas i know i always say that um he got locked up on his like fourth or fifth felony years ago and mm-hmm. the, police, the police uh put him in the rap game they put him in the rap game so he could do what he doing and talk about some shit and get some people caught up i don't know but I, I don't I don't know for real because that ain't my thing and I don't get in people's business like that so I can't say oh, yeah. that's true. I, I, I mean he's just a he's he's a trap legend. Let's just call it what it is. Well, I can't say nothing is true about none of that shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't judge people and until I find out personally, all I can say is the nigga make great music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he does he does have some bangers. Hey, I love Rick Ross music too, man. But shit, I hear a lot of stories about his ass too. So it is what it is, man. You know, people gonna be people. You gotta let them do what they do. Let life happen. You know? This is why I'm staying inside and ignoring the world because of COVID. <laughs> Blame it on Rona, nigga. Shit, it is what it is. That's how I gotta be then. Cause I'm sure not going nowhere. I ain't doing nothing, man. Like, like my wife got invited to a relative's party. You know, because he's growing up, he's becoming a man now, you know, he in his 20s and everything was good. But when they invited us, we was thinking like, they were, they really didn't invite me. They invited my wife and my son. Uh, but you know, me being me, I probably would have wound up going because family. So, mm-hmm. you know, I they didn't go. Long story short, neither one of them, my wife or my son, they didn't go. They stayed. And uh, <clears throat> I told him, I said, well, you know, it's probably better that you didn't anyway, because you never know what's going to happen. And sure enough, my son shows the picture to us. He's like, look, he's like, look, tell him mom, and his mom. check it out. Like, nobody got no mask on. They're dancing all up on each other. It's a gang of people there. He's like, I don't know none of them. He's like, I'm glad I didn't go. And I'm like, me too, because that would have been one of those situations where you got a whole family infected. COVID, like that one Mexican family, you know. So I was like saying to myself, it's just better. Like you said, just stay in the crib and just chill. Don't even don't even trip off none of the extra shit because even family will put you in danger. You know what I'm saying? I don't even fuck with my family, but that's a whole different topic for a whole different day. Yeah, you hear me? <laughs> that, that's a whole fucking three-hour movie, okay? Fucking Titanic, up in this bitch. Yeah, we'll we'll have to get into that one day. You know what I'm saying? 
That'd be cool, man. I, w- I actually would like that. It, you know what I'm saying? That would actually help. Uh, just help family, like, family and toxic traits. Yeah, that would be cool. That would that would help a lot. That would just help a lot, man. Help a lot of people. Because people like to hear when people are going through the same thing. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> My bad, man. I've been smoking and I ain't got no water. <laughs> oh, no, nigga. You know what you need to do? Um, instead of drinking water while you smoke, drink Gatorade because that uh, rehydrates you. Because, you know, when we smoke, we get cotton mouth and everything else. Yeah, I like Gatorade and stuff, but I really don't drink it that much because it's got a lot oh. of salt in it. And I got high blood pressure. So. Oh, never mind then. Okay. Yeah. Um, I drink more spring water, man. You would think that I work for Gatorade because I'd be trying to put everybody in. <laughs> Slipping little powder packs and niggas' uh, drawers and shit in the dorm room. Yeah. Let me tell you, because, you know, like black people's uh, medicine is ginger ale. No, yeah. my Gatorade. Whenever I'm sick, I'm like you want some tea, I'm like, no, give me some medicine and Gatorade, and I would keep yeah. drinking this over and over and over. Yeah. I'm like that too, man. I drink, but my my go-to is uh, is Theraflu. I drink that Theraflu. I heat it up, drink it, and lay down. Do it every day until I start feeling like everything good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I, I like. Don't do anything in the medical house. <laughs> That's, but I see I do that man like because like I said I don't ever get sick so if there is a time when I do get sick then I know I'm really gonna be sick so I'm, that's why I start trying to strengthen my immune system right away, just right away you were using that emergency emergency yeah I mix it with the food. oh that's dope okay maybe I might have to try that because I drink emergency like Gatorade too um, yeah like I, I drink it in the afternoon after my workouts just you know yeah Yep. Yep. It's, it's, it's cool. Like that's that's absolutely, man. Like what I do, I mess around and I take that little pack of emergency and I put it in the cup and then I put uh my third flu in there with the hot water and stir it all together, man. And uh, every now and again, I might put a little lemon in there. You know, like squeeze a little lemon in there. Oh, you got your I, fancy shit, man. I just drink that shit, man. Sip it on down, and then once I start going to sleep, I'm gone. When I wake up, I feel 200 times better. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing hella better. <laughs> but hey, you know, um, I just I just wanted to get your opinion, man, on DJ Vlad, but I didn't know you didn't, uh, I didn't know you had never checked him out. Just check him out on YouTube, man, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy, man. And actually, to be honest with you, it's kind of scary because, um, he got people talking about parts and times of their lives where you can tell it's like opening up wounds and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird to me. Like, maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but maybe I'm reading into it too much or something. But, but I think... Me, I, he go too hard. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I go through... I go to therapy. And how I'm looking at it is like people need to reopen those wounds to heal because they're not really healed until you talk about it. Um, and again, I don't know what, I don't know how deep he got in the interviews, but I will do my research. But I think of it like my therapist, she'd be asking me shit that I don't even want to talk about. Like there have been times that I'm just like, I don't want to talk about that. And I'll just start crying and she'll just give me my moment. And then I'll go back to it. And it, it has helped me as a person um, individually. So, I mean, if that's how he's doing it from the goodness of his heart, okay. But like you said, if he's a cop and like he got niggas out here wanting to hate him and kill him, 
you're going about this the wrong way. Yeah, I don't think he's a therapist. I'll tell you that. Man. Oh no, I, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure he's not. A therapist. I'm just saying if he like if he means it like from a good place. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, like sometimes you can like you can sometimes you can tell you can hear it in the person or a voice when they being snide about the remarks and shit they making and the comments they make. So I understand what you're saying. But that's just crazy, man. Like, I personally just don't understand, you know, why he, I mean, like, he did it to Lil Boosie. He did, like, I just don't understand why he has to get so in-depth with these people's lives when it's already all over the news. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, why I got to keep reliving it? You know what I'm saying? For you being a viewer, do you think they're, like, healthy conversations? Or do you think, like, he could, he could just literally bypass all this bullshit that he's talking about? Yeah, I think they selfish. I think it's what they are. There's no healthy point in that. I think they just selfish conversations. I think it's just about uh I wanna make sure my viewers oh stay, you know, stay entranced with my with my interview because that's how he get paid. So it's one of them things where it's like I'm gonna keep doing and pushing and going and, and making people uncomfortable because my viewers like that. Like shit, I'm looking at right now where it's a uh Meet Curtis Wall Street Carroll, a financial profit from DJ Vlad's uh, thing, and it's got 1.9 million views. But this was from three years ago, but it's still got 1.9 million views. So that just means 1.9 million people know his style of interviewing and how he treats people, and they want to see it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he gonna force it. He gonna keep doing it that way. And I just think that shit ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I just everyone's a blogger now. Everyone's an interviewer. Everyone is influencer. <laughs> um, well, I, I don't know. Like, I just say man, and I don't be wanting to record work. Shit, I'd be like, man, fuck that. Everybody else doing it. I'm cool. Brody, let me tell you, it is my birthday week, and I and I <laughs> I really try to keep it together emotionally and thoughtfully, but. This week, I'm just, I had to cancel all of them. I was like, we're just going to reschedule for next week at the same time, because this week, my brain is not really, my brain and my energy is not here. So you just, you just happened to cop, catch me when I woke up, I was playing some music and I checked my Twitter. I was like, yep, this is a perfect time. I'm in good spirits. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I did, man. Hey, because you never know, man. You never really know. And, and we all as people go through so much bullshit. You know, you can be waking up from shit from yesterday and still feel the same. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely understand, man. And I absolutely appreciate us rapping, man, and talking like me. I just want to get you comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Because I know once you get started, man, it's going to be all good. So that's why I don't mind doing it and taking the time out. You know what I'm saying? So that way, you know, your comfort level is up there. And me, shit, I, I'm always running my damn mouth, so I'm tripping off of it. Okay, it, yeah. is only, it is only me and this bitch. I'm, once I, after my birthday, I'm about to try to do, try to talk to somebody every day during the week. Yeah, that's what I kind of wanted to do. I would rather have made my, my show more of an interview type show where I'm just interviewing other podcasts people and talking to them because I hate talking to myself. Like, I like to interact. I like speaking and then being spoken to. I don't like uh, just talking to myself, you know, and then during the editing, trying to put pictures up and all that shit. I, I don't like talking. <laughs> you said, I need to talk to someone, not a mic. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I be feeling crazy as hell, man. Like, 
And then all of a sudden you start trying to hear the responses in your head. So you can keep talking and it's like, I don't want to talk to myself. That's demon shit. I ain't <laughs> right. I don't want to hear no nigga answer me in my head. Are you crazy? I'm out of here. I'm finna go smoke. <laughs> Bro, that's that's why my shit be all over the place. Like yeah. I have really good points, but you know, I just start rambling and there it is. <laughs> yeah, you off on a whole nother subject, and then twenty minutes later, oh well, wait. Now let me get back to what I was saying. Nigga, what? Was saying. I have went back to episodes. I'm like, Marco, how are your viewers? <laughs> oh man, but that's man. cool though. Man, create that spider web. You'll catch him. You know what I'm saying? Don't even worry about it. You'll catch him. You know what I'm saying? And that's the only way I work. That's the way I look at it. I'd be like. I might want to do four podcasts. Today, I'm free. I ain't got shit going on. I'm recording with you. I might record by myself later on. Ain't no telling what I'm going to do. And then I just publish all of them. And then the next time I record again, it might be at the end of August. You know what I'm saying? So I don't be tripping. You know what I'm saying? I just do what I feel when I feel like it. Either you're going to like it or you ain't. Shit. Oh, well, it's one of the two. It's just that black and white. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's exactly how that's what's up man that's the way you gotta do it like handle your business and enjoy yourself it's just all about having fun I enjoy this shit we are hour and 24 minutes in you know what I'm saying cause I'm like I'm, I'm actually enjoying this or else I'd have been into this shit and been like I went way past my way so yeah so I'm, I'm having fun I ain't got no quips about none of that shit I'm cool right now you know? yeah I think um, I think podcasting is dope um, when I ended my relationship, my last relationship. Um, I was kind of like in a, like a dark place and I didn't want to talk to people. So then that's why I started podcasting. But then I realized there are other niggas in the world that are probably more than likely going through the same shit that I'm going through. And when I started getting to Twitter, I was like, oh, this is my family. <laughs> all y'all niggas respond, all y'all ignorant and all y'all go through shit. And I have found some dope ass podcasts just like following everybody on Twitter that has a podcast. So I think it's dope. Just you can meet people and just have uh, very vulnerable conversations and hypothetically, literally not even meet these niggas. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think my, Never seen. Never I think my seen podcast is somewhere out here in the world. Yeah. Shit, you never know, man. Like, you might find your spirit animal and have the best podcast ever. And that shit lasts five, ten years. You know what Let I'm saying? Okay. So, that's why I don't worry about it, man. I'm open to do podcasts with anybody. Uh, I'm individual, so I don't have to ask anybody anything or or try to figure thing anything out or schedule anything. Like I just do what I feel when I feel like it. So, with that being said, I don't have no issues with working with whoever. You know, if you're free right now, shit, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? But if you're not, then cool, shit, holler at me when you are. Like I ain't <laughs> get your shit set up. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no thing about like, well, man, you know, this Sunday I got to record with such and such and I'm not going to air that one until August the 14th. And then I, you know, fuck that shit, man. Like, nigga, you record today, air that shit today. Why not? Like, well, because, you know, it's a great thing that you said that. So um, I have a friend that is new to podcasting and he uh, he's trying to stay up with like the current events that's happening in the world. Right. So what happens, he was like, well, when I release it, it's going to be old content. I'm like, it's old to you, but new to the world. So just put it out. 
Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. Like, okay, but August 14th is so far away. Like niggas like us, we just like to have like a schedule already lined up, whether it's new content or old content. Like I have fucking old episodes. You know, they were previously recorded, but it's still good conversation. Yeah. And you just gonna drop them like, like, okay, like today, man. It don't matter how long our conversation is. When we get done, I'm gonna add the little music, put the little uh, what's the name in front, and then I'm gonna publish it. Like what I'm gonna hold on to it for. Because you, you know, like, like I understand for marketing and hyping yourself up and, you know, oh, next week you get to hear me and uh, Mr. Hear It Out. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that shit. I can still just drop the episode and still do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Go on, check it out. It's already out there. You ain't got to wait till next week. Shit, go on, listen to it now. You washing dishes? Put your headphones on. Check us out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got to, like, I don't have to have no specific schedules for nothing. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? Because who's to say you're going to be around on August 14th any damn way? You might have COVID and be in a hospital and then everybody's going to be pissed at you because you said on August 14th. Nah, because you know what I do? I got got all my episodes lined up every week and they are scheduled to drop at a certain time. So I just keep recording and I just put them in the queue. Sometimes I got the queue. Well, that's good then. That's cool. I like that's what's up. But then, what do you do when you have an episode like you might really, really like, and then you say, "Shit, I guess this could be bonus material," and then you just go and drop it that day. So I, um, so on my podcast, um, I have a segment or something new that I'm trying out—a um, podcast. So okay. almost like a pop-up shop. You know, you advertise it, people show up, they buy shit, they go home. Just like that, just the podcast version. So that's like my bonus episodes when the conversation is really, really good. I cut out all the bullshit and I get straight to the conversation. Okay. So this is working, working it out and figuring out how you want to manage your shit. Yeah, that's what it is, man. It's your business and the key word is yours. So make it work the way you want to. You know what I'm saying? Make it happen your best way and your best interest. Yeah, so, just like you know, it's your product. Make people want it. That's how it's got to be. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Hey, well, I tell you what, man. The Bobby Dollar Show is just one of those shows where we just kick it. We talk. We have fun. You know what I'm saying? I don't put no limitations or restrictions on anything. If I never get sponsored, I don't give a damn because I sponsor myself. Um, you know, I just like to enjoy the conversation and have a good time. And uh, I don't be tripping or caring about you know, any of the extra. I respect how other people do it because they're trying to get monetized and they're trying to make money off of it and all of that. And they respectively want it to look like a career type thing. Mm-hmm. I respect that 100%, man. You can't knock that type of grind. Hey, that hustle gonna be fabulous once it finally gets to it. But at the same time, I grind a certain kind of way. I move the way I move. Um, I've been doing it that way for 20 plus years. And uh, it's worked for me. It's worked for my clients work for my business partners, work for everybody around me in my circle. So I just keep doing it that way because I know in the end we're going to eat and we're going to eat like we're supposed to. But like I said, I respect when people do things according to a business plan because that just means you got your shit together. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so I respect that part. I like that part. That's what's up. You know, but I just do things a different way. You know, I've been running my own businesses for so long that I've incorporated certain ways that I've done things for certain businesses and created one moniker for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, this is the year for niggas to bring that hustle out. You in the STL? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, actually, I was there, and I think on one of y'all radio stations, probably every radio station, I thought it was a dope-ass slogan. Um, it was like, you can't hustle without the STL. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck does that mean? And then I, you know, typed the word out, hustle. And I was like, oh, now that is fucking dope. <laughs> Yeah. The corniest shit ever, but like I was like mesmerized <laughs> by like that just little fucking statement on here. I was like, that's dope yeah. as fuck. <laughs> we've been, man, we've been saying that since like the seventies. Really? Yeah, like the seven like that's that's something that every old hustler and every old pimp would say in our city. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever I used to pump I used to pump gas when I was like ten years old at the at the Amico up off of Skinker and Kinlan mm-hmm. in St. Louis. And uh, I would do it for change, man. They would give me all the change and they would ashtrays and shit. I'd put them in a the bag, take them home, give my grandma would count off the head. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the old heads would always say that, you know what I'm saying? Come on with it, young man. Come on, man. Pump this gas. Clean these windows for me. Go on, get your hustle on. You know how we do. Can't hustle without the STL shit. We in, we in Hustle City. Let's do this, baby. You know, like that's that was just something they always said to us our whole lives. So as we got older we kind of just cut a lot of it out and just left it at that you can't hustle without the SPL and that's it man so and that's the truth like a lot of the biggest the biggest Leech all of them a lot of the biggest dope dealers that came out all ran through this city you know what I'm saying so we gave the best as far as the drugs to go that's the truth <laughs> yeah, it was dope. St. Louis got this type of vibe. So St. Louis was my first time. It was my first time going in June. This is like, this is different type of energy that's there. I don't like, and it's a dope energy. But like when I was there, I felt like a hustler. Like my best friend lives there, so she went to um, Slu and everything, and she showed yeah. me around. And um, we went to see where. Um, Mike Brown got shot and everything. And we just yeah, had like an educational conversation. I was like, but why like don't none of these niggas like wearing masks and like all this shit? And she explained <laughs> it to me. And she was like, well, when you think about, you know, a neighbor a neighborhood kid getting shot and the police system or the justice system don't really care about it, why the fuck are we gonna listen to anything that they got to say to us? And I was like, you know, you got a really good fucking point there. <laughs> Like, yeah. and I didn't have nothing to say. I was like, I think that's dope. And, you know, there was protests going on and shit. Like, the whole fucking city came out. And I was like, see, this, this is what we need. And I was like, I, I love, I love uh, St. Louis. So, yeah, I do too, man. St. Louis is awesome during the daytime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, hey, see, we didn't go, we didn't daytime. go that night. <laughs> Uh, you'll love it here during the daytime. You can go to the zoo, any restaurant you want. You can hang out. You know what I'm saying? You can walk down the street, smoke your squares with a little music playing, enjoy yourself, catch the public transit, mm-hmm. have conversations with people and everything. But once the night falls, take your ass in the house. That's all I'm gonna say to you. Bro, I was like, I was like, best friend, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's my goal to, not my goal, but like one of the things I do whenever I go to new cities, I try to go see where um, their MLK Boulevard is. Just to, it's just one of those things that I I just like to do. And she was like, yeah, yeah so we're probably not going to that. Like, right, Why? you don't want to go on the west side, fuck with anyway. <laughs> She was like, well, I've only been once. And yeah. I'm just going to say, 
we should probably go with somebody that was actually born and raised in St. Louis. So we know where to go and not to go. And it'd probably be like a five minute trip. And I was like, you know, that was a good explanation of why I don't want to go down that street in this city. So thank you for that. Hey, Martin King, man, that's on the west side. I grew up over there, man. It's like, back in the day, it was plentiful. It was Woolworth over there and Sam and Linda's clothing store for kids it was all you know right by the wellston loop all kinds of uh restaurants and little, little spots you know laundromats all that man we used to go to a laundromat and play pac-man and all that different shit when i was young and uh but nowadays you go over there man you're liable to get killed man you, you know like it's just bad over there and i ain't talking about like no gang and all that just a bunch of hungry ass little niggas you gotta watch yourself it's one of them things like and like i said i grew up in the hood over there i lived in the hood over there like mm-hmm. that's what i just told you when i said um when i used to pump gas at amico i was off of one of the stinker i just said that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know it, it got crazy over the years man and every city it seemed like to me every city that you go to one of the king boulevard is always in somebody's city. and it's uh-huh. like and it's like the the one that saved us, the one that they talk about the most, the one that had the dream speech, and they 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 make that the, the everything for February. They put it in the worst neighborhoods of every city, and I don't understand why. To and be fair, so proud. So I'm from Portland, Oregon. So MLK is. Mm, I'm trying to say this without like putting dirt on my city. Um, so, so our MLK divided like, <laughs> like, like the middle of the city, so to say. So it wasn't like necessarily in the. There had, so imagine like nine mile, right? Yeah. So that would be like our MLK. So there are good parts, there are white parts, but then you have like those fucking parts where it just turns the corner. So I always thought every MLK Boulevard or Avenue or street or, you know, whatever city is in was going to look like that. So I was just amazed by it because it was a black man. It was a black man street. It wasn't as ghetto. But then when I started traveling a little bit more, that same question went to my head. Why is MLK always in the fucking hood? Like, and it's always in the dirt part of the hood. They they set us up. They they stole our land, and they let me stop. Let me. That's real talk. Uh, You say play on the Bobby Dallas. Hey, real talk. I don't know. They just they 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 set it up for success for them, but for failure for us. Because it's like, oh, the niggas are gonna live over there, and then we can have everything else. Like that's that's where they're gonna be. And I'm like. No, because I'm one of the niggas that actually prefer to live where the whites are, just so I can prove y'all asses wrong that I got the credit score that I need to get the house that I want, and I can keep my grass cut, and I got kids that's out here doing shit. Not me, not me as an individual, but just thinking for every other black person in America that's doing shit. So I just try to prove the white people wrong. Like they're like the apartment that I'm in now. She's like, yeah, so you have to have a credit score of this and security deposit of this. And we do require first month's rent. And I said, okay. She's like, so are you going to be able to have that? I was like, I actually have everything right now. I'm just really waiting for the application. Well, everything is done online. I, let me tell you, I went right back to my office. 
when I tell you she called me quick, fast, in a hurry, she's like, yeah. So Marco, everything came back. I'm good, as I told you in person. Like, <laughs> so when can I move in? When can I sign the lease? She sent the lease right. over as fast as possible. That's what I'm saying, man. And that's and that's a good thing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Especially when you know that you fighting for that type of person. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. So I, I respect that shit 100%. But I will tell you, in Atlanta, a lot of the different places that I've been, that street, Martin Luther King, has always been in some bad areas. It's always our, been in a bad area. Ours run from the end of St. Charles Rock Road all the way down into downtown, down to Tucker. And uh, it's just, it's like all the way from all the way down. It's all hood. The whole, the whole Martin Luther King Boulevard riding all the way through Page and Aldine, all them different streets. It ride all the way down to to Tucker and downtown St. Louis to the hood. All the way through. So, so yeah, you're right. <clears throat> so would it make a difference? Um, and this is just me, just, it was just thinking. Um, if MLK Boulevard was like in the white area, like would that make a difference of everything? Or well, in my opinion, I would say it would it would make more sense because this is the one that the white people have always looked at as the leader of the black people. They always looked at like he was the one that created this leverage that we so called have with white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never they never talk about Malcolm X. They never talk about uh, Marcus Garvey. They never talk about W.B. Du Bois. They don't talk about none of those guys. They always talk about Martin Luther King. To be fair, so, in D.C., they talked about all that. Well, I mean, D.C. is the mecca, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, of course. But I'm just saying, like, when you go to Alabama, you go to Phoenix, you go to Portland, you go to um, Cali- anywhere in California, state of Missouri, Illinois, Iowa, any of these places, when that February roll around, they showing oh. us... My brain went somewhere else. Yes, in February they always bring up Harriet Tubman and MLK, but MLK first. Yeah, I yeah, have a dream speech. Yes, all the time. <laughs> so, so to me, it's like a slap in the face. Is what it is. It's like a spit in the face to me. It's like, ha, you niggas, we gave y'all a man to represent y'all and teach y'all how to be better people. So we're gonna put this this name in the worst areas that we got to remind y'all that we tried. We tried to help you motherfuckers, but y'all didn't listen. Y'all doing anything you want to do and everything you want to do on the name of the street of the motherfucker that fought for y'all and, and marched for y'all. And, you know, like, that's the way it looks to me. Like, damn, because if, if he was so loved by the white people, mm-hmm. he would have had a statue in front of one of these white libraries or he would have a street in one of the whitest communities that they got because they were so proud that he helped out and did what he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's crazy to me. Like, He's he was the the black he was the white people's love. I put it like that. Martin Luther King was the white. It is. It's so crazy you say that. You said a good point that um, MLK statues. Like I, I honestly cannot recall if I've actually. I'm pretty sure I've seen one, but like they're not as displayed as much as they should be. Um, The only place that I can think of is Atlanta but obviously yeah, that, was his, that was his home and that's where he died but like that's outside of that it's like museum is too the what the black historical museum is in Atlanta like a mm-hmm. lot of the oh yeah where his gravesite is yeah, yeah. We, go, we, we went to visit all of that when uh, 
when we went over, you know, because I'm a Sigma. Mm-hmm. I'm saying so you you know they take you to see all of that, especially when they they think you had a potential to become a Mason or something like that. They really take you to the black, all that black stuff, make you look at all the pro black this, pro black that, and all that. Like that's a part, like you said, that's another episode, but that's a whole another chapter in my life. I just don't talk about it. Don't really oh, you good? And question: Is it like it bothers me? So I want another opinion. Does it bother you that? when we go to like so I went to the African American History Museum in DC right mm-hmm. and it was more white people there than black people but that's not what I'm talking about just the white people like so engraved in like our history but like don't want to do shit about it well it's because they don't I mean, it's an eye for an eye, Marco. It's like, they don't have to do anything about it. Like, they weren't the ones that had anything to do with all this shit that they reading about. Mm -hmm. These are people people that are our age, basically meaning that they was born around the same time we was. So they don't know nothing about slavery. they mama and daddy didn't have no slaves. They didn't. They didn't have no cotton fields in their backyard. Shit, they lived around the corner from us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they just as fascinated with the bullshit as we are, and we're force fed it so much to a point to where we start to like it. It starts to become genuine to us as black people. You know, we can't wait till February so we can celebrate this and talk about that and you know all of that type of shit now we don't have to hide anymore we can actually speak on this and speak on that because we got a whole 28 days like the fact is man those white folks man they trying to learn and they trying to figure it out just like we are but they still got that earful at home saying you're still better than them let me know you still white you know what i'm saying you still got privileges you know, and those are the grandparents, the ones who was there in the 60s that lived through it and that are happy that, you know what I'm saying, they did what they did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was sometimes, well, keep going. Nah, you're all right. I'm I, just saying, that's just crazy, man. I, I was going to say, I didn't, um, so my grandmother passed when I was in seventh grade. So I never really got to talk to her about like what she went through and her experiences. And yeah. uh, our grandfather passed before any of us was born. So like, I just, I still to this day pray and like, I still hope and I wish that she just would have lived a little bit longer so I could have had these conversations with her and what she yeah. experienced. Yeah, that's the that's the black history right there, man. Exactly. It ain't, it ain't got shit to do with Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or none of them, man. Not in my opinion, my black history is this shit that we going through every single day. Mm-hmm. And we're, try- we're trying to recreate and make and we're overcoming these problems and situations. That's my black history. My kids are gonna be known, knowing, you know, about and being able to talk about. Hell, because to be honest with you, shit, 10 years from now, people probably not even gonna know who Martin Luther King is. It's gonna be some shit you gotta search on YouTube and Google just to even figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So I think black history right now needs to be what we what we create and we provide for our families as a family right now. I think that's what our black history should be because they're trying to clear up the earth. They're trying to they're trying to clear, clean us up. They're trying to wipe a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. They're trying to erase, erase a lot of the history. You know, Donald Trump said that they're trying to pull down all our statues and erase our history. They don't want us. They don't want us here anymore. They don't want our history here anymore. You know, and it's like, who is they, nigga? Who but I was like, y'all niggas ain't got no history, right? Y'all like, who was you nothing. talking about? Like, y'all stole everything. Like, yeah. see, you don't. 
Bobby, you always hit a nerve. <laughs> my bad, my bad, bro. My bad. I, I hate when people say that. Y'all, y'all need to learn about white history. Um, yeah. look around. You could, one, you guys don't have any history, and then two, what history are you guys gonna tell me about? You guys? Oh, so X, Y, and Z stole America, and y'all got this, and now the black people are in the hood, and y'all got policies that don't really work for us, but they work for y'all. Y'all got the better degrees and y'all get all these extra incentives because your parents were in politics and the military, but we don't get none of that. Okay, so y'all don't gotta tell me anything about that. Yeah, we already oh, man. They get they they do always have that extra push. I will say that within anything, within their families and inheritances mm-hmm. and kids and all of that, they always got that extra push. That's the truth, man. That is the absolute truth. But I don't know. I I don't know, man. It's just weird to me how it's just weird to me how we could be so defensive and so angry at a group of motherfuckers that don't even like themselves. Like how how can we be so upset and so figuratively angry about the term nigga and all that kind of stuff when these same motherfuckers call each other white trash and, and redhead gingers and monkeys and Jews and you know they talk about their own people like they they say that about their own people. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's like, why do I care about your opinion on me when you don't even like yourself, motherfucker? I'm not like how I'm supposed to get mad because you call me a nigga and then turn around and call your cousin white trash. Like shit, you just running your mouth, nigga. You don't know who you mad at. I'm cool, man. Take your ass on around the corner somewhere and chill out for you get your back. That that's a great point. So I was watching you know, um I was watching a TV show and one of the contestants' name is Miss Cracker. Right. And I'm like, how how did this make it to the air? But if a black person was like Mr. Nigga, you'd be like, yeah, so we can't have that on air. But it it's yeah. literally the same thing. It yeah. is it's literally the same thing. But it's it's like because white folks create a democracy for themselves within themselves. That's why there's always so many problems with white people. And that's why, like, if you notice, like, they're a whole different breed, man. Like, they're a whole different, they're a whole different character, man. They're like, weird. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't judge them. I don't expect anything from them. But at the same time, I respect some. I talk to some. I deal with some because as a society, we have to. As a businessman, I want to. Um, but at the same time they are like you say kind of weird kind of selfish kind of angry and they need somebody to blame they need somebody to take it out of you know what i'm saying and we allow it like we straight allow it like we let that shit bother us we let them get to us we allow them into our space to piss us off and turn us into something that we not and then they play the victim and we get even more oppressed and pissed off and angry and that's why the prisons are so full you know what I'm saying? Like it's like a game or something. You know what it, I'm saying? It's, it's like a, it's, a list of check marks that they're just checking off on our head. You it, know what I'm saying? It is. Um, I mean, I've I've never been a prisoner, like done, you know, any of that shit. But um, I got family members and shit that've done it, and they said the same thing. Like in in the prisons, they treat the black men and black women like trash. And then the whites, they, I mean, granted, it's still a prison, but they still get favoritism and like different type of snacks or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm just like, 
Yeah, man. And you know, the, the reason for that, Marco, is simply because no matter who you are, you're going to migrate to what you know. Mm-hmm. And even if you decide you want to help somebody, you're always going to help the ones that you think you can depend on. Okay, just in case you might need help later on or you might fall into a bind and think, you know, all right, cool, I could probably get them to help me out a little bit. So that's the reason why when they are in prison and shit like that is going on, bro, the white people get the privileges because all the damn COs and stuff are white. All the ones that matter, all the ones that are any important, they all are white. And they know that at some point, no matter what's going to happen, they're going to do something for each other. That's just the way they raised. It's just the way they are. Black people will let another, like, like black people are very compassionate and very caring and very giving. Mm-hmm. And that's not a trait that we can hold on to and survive with if we're around a bunch of people that don't give a fuck about caring or being forgiven or, you know what I'm saying? It's like being an angel in a room for the devil. Like, you, you'll never see that angel because the devils are going to stand over her the whole time. Oh, yeah. Because every time she try to do something right or do something nice, they're going to want to know why. And they're going to gather around her and question her and try to figure it out. What the fuck are you doing to her anyway? Before you know it, it's going to get violent. And then that poor angel was no more. She's a devil now. She, she's a demon now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the reason why so many white people follow suit with what's going on. Black people monkey see monkey do. White people feel like we need to bond together and create bigger numbers. And if that means I have to do things your way, then I'll do it. They submissive. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? They're going to follow the leader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just how that is, man. Like, that's the way they go. And that's the reason why we suffer like we do because hell if you got one white person saying it could be five black people standing there and one white person walked up and then another white person walked up if none of them black people did anything to that to that first white person that walked up but he say man those people been staring at me all night long i don't know what the fuck i'm going to do one of them might hurt me oh my god he didn't put that fear into that second one and now both of them done came up with a story of their own in their head because they're trying to match they're trying to be like each other so then when the third white person walked up the first one say yeah man they've been staring at me all night long then the second one jumped in yeah shit and i think they were staring at me too what the fuck i don't know i'm i'm fucking scared here they're, they're outnumbering us now you know before you know it they done told about four or five white people the same bullshit story and all of them believe it because they trying to follow that leader and those black people ain't got shit to do with nothing that's going on and now they getting attacked and brutalized and mistreated because one white person created a story and figured out in the back of their mind that if I look scared or hungry or upset or fearful everybody gonna sign with me and I'll just keep that story going and that's the, that's the whole slavery shit that's the whole you know what I'm saying? That's the whole, he killed my wife. Oh, he did, and he raped my daughter. Oh, he did, and my auntie. Oh, shit, for real, and my cousin. Oh, yeah, and my sister. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Damn, one did, dude did this to all y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga that raped all y'all, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody shoot him, ain't nobody stop him. He didn't touch the auntie, the cousin, the sister. They lying. They just made up some shit and made 20 people hate one person just for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's crazy, man. I read that shit one time, man. Like, I forgot. I think it was, um, 
oh my god back when um those black dvds was out what's the name of those dvds golly oh i can't think of them it was like five or six of them i don't know what the hell you're talking about no it was it was some black dvds that like uh they was for all black people and they was talking about all black people and uh, they was talking about how black people get treated, you know, about the African movement, all that kind of stuff. It was like four or five of them. I just can't think of the name of them. And when I watched those DVDs, I started reading about some of that stuff. And that's where I found out about the whole thing with the white people following the leader and the sheep thing. You know what I'm saying? Where they calling them sheep and all that shit because they follow on one person. Like, I read about all that shit, Marco. Like, it, it took me a couple of days to figure all of that shit out. But that's the whole thing about nigger. If one white person call you a nigger and you get pissed off and they know you pissed off, then he finna call you one too. You know what I'm saying? Cause he got, he see the other one got away with it. You didn't do anything. You were just angry. He got under your skin and it was fun to him. So now two of them finna call you a nigger. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That shit, it's, it's just weird, man. Like it's, I'm gonna have to find that shit. I'm gonna find those, um, I'm gonna find those uh, names of those DVDs and I'm gonna link them to you. Yeah, and, uh, to me, I'll watch them. Man, check them out. Like I swear for God, man, you're gonna be like, you're gonna be like, oh my God, I can't believe this shit. Like they was they was talking some real shit. I mean, talking some real shit. Let me see. I think I might have. I'm pulling out an old book here right now to see if they in here because uh, I got some old ass DVDs I used to watch back in the day. And I kept a bunch of them. But yeah, but I mean, like, I, I, I absolutely get what you're saying, man. Like, I just don't understand it personally with the white folks. Why in the hell it's okay for them to do so much and to get away with so much. But as soon as, like, a black person do it or say something or get involved, we always so wrong. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, we always so wrong. And then we straight get mistreated. The kids families, everybody, the neighborhood, the community. This shit is just, it's just crazy. My bad if you can hear this shit. I'm flipping through trying to see if I can yeah, find Yeah, you flipping through a lot over there. Yeah, it's a bunch of movies, man. Old movies I had back when we used to look at bootlegs and all of that type of shit. Hidden Colors, that's the name of it. No, I ain't never seen that. Yeah, you gotta check them out. It's Hidden Colors 1, Hidden Colors 2. How long is, is it? Is it movies? Yeah, they actual movies. They probably on YouTube. And how long these movies are? They're like an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Oh, okay. I can do that. They not, they not like two hours. <laughs> oh shit. They not uh they not like actual movies with actors and all that kind of stuff. This is like some black power type shit, like like documentary type, you know what I'm saying? And I think you are like them. I really, really do. I'm on, uh, what's the name now? On YouTube, trying to see if uh, I can find something. Okay, yeah, one of the guys that was on the video, Tariq Nasheed. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing, he, he on here with interviews and stuff about it. Yep, they got, I think YouTube's selling them. Or they rent them. One of the two, but yeah, check those out, man. Real talk. Hey, if you ever get the chance, I'm telling you, Marco, you ever get the chance, check those out, bro. Like, I definitely will. Or something like they will open your mind up to some things, man, and they will they will make you feel some type of way. 
and that's what really put me on my little journey on the whole black thing like really figuring out why people was mad and angry and why they wanted their reparations you know all of that kind of stuff like because I couldn't get a good understanding from listening to other people talk about it oh yeah like barbershop types you know talking all of that because so many people was always so angry when they spoke niggas are always angry yeah you know so it was like I can't understand what it is that you're trying to get me to understand because you're so defensive about what it is you're talking about and it's like you making it making me feel like somebody did something to you when in all actuality you're speaking about something that occurred to people that you had no clue that was even around that nobody even knew you was going to be around you know so it's just like I don't know I just was tripping off of that so I started investigating it myself like why is these niggas so angry over stuff that they can't control and that's when I ran into Hidden Colors and then I, I ran into some other movies called Fiestas and stuff it was about the uh, Wall Street money and finances and how the dollar is about to die and coinage is about to go and mm-hmm. all of that